Well, good morning again, and uh, hope that you'll pray for me and for one another during the time that we're uh, together uh, this morning, that Lord, that the Lord would uh, take His Word and open it up to us. And uh, while uh, many times, you know, you know, I think about for me over the years, uh, there's there's a lot of things I look into God's Word. And I'm thinking, well, you know, there's uh, there's times when I learn some things that are new, even from the from the old scriptures uh, that I've read and studied before. And then many times I'm looking back over things that I've studied many times. And uh, uh, but it's always it's always fresh, uh, and it's always something new for us to learn. And uh, uh, probably, probably along the lines of the subject, uh, part of the subject that I have on my mind this morning, uh, yeah, why it's so important for us to uh, to hear a lot of these things again and again and again, uh, and uh, and we'll talk about that some some this morning. Uh, I would ask I would ask y'all if you had tires on your car this morning, but I know I know you do, and I'm assuming all those tires have air in them, right? Everything got air air in them. And uh, probably every now and then uh, you have to uh, you have to put air in your tires. I know it's my lawnmower. I have to go out and air up the tires every time I do it uh, because they they constantly leak. And uh, that's the, that's the problem that we have is we're just leaky vessels. And uh, so uh, it's important for us to continue to uh, check. Check our check our pressure, and uh, to see where we are, and to constantly be keeping it filled up, and so that's the reason one of the reasons we meet again and again and again. You know, is we want to make sure that we're we're aired up to to full pressure, ready to face the road that we're on. Uh, a lot of wear and tear, a lot of bumps out there, uh, and if you don't have the right uh, tire pressure in the in the, in all the tires, uh, and you know. Car drive fun. it'll drive funny, won't it? You know, if you don't keep them aired up right, you feel it pulling one way or one one side or the other. You know, because you say, "Oh, I must have low low tire pressure over here on this side," and that's the way it is with our lives. We get steered off a lot of times in the wrong direction because we don't keep the pressure right. <laughs> uh, let's turn over to the Book of Hebrews, chapter uh, chapter one. We'll uh, we'll follow that into chapter two, and Lord willing, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, see some things uh, from all this uh, this morning. Uh, it says here, God, who at sundry times, who at sundry times and in, in divers' manners spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also He hath made the worlds. Uh, as uh, as we go through, as we begin to look at some things here, and I'm, you know, it's not like we're fixing to dive off into the entire book of Hebrews. Uh, but we are going to go through the first chapter and over into chapter two, maybe a little bit this morning, if, if the Lord will bless us. And one of the things that I think, you know, maybe maybe I should do more of, I haven't maybe haven't done as much as I should have over the years, is is take take a look and think about what is what is the uh, the writer trying to achieve. Uh, I had uh, had some discussion not too long ago with someone, and that, again, there's always this there's always this thing about well, who wrote the book of Hebrews? There's no author there, nobody signed it, nobody declared, you know. And uh, and I told him, I said, you know, you know, and, and of course, like anything, I could be wrong. Uh, but as, as I look through the logical arguments that are laid out in the book of Hebrews. I can't see anybody's hand but the Apostle Paul uh, all over it. And, uh, and I don't know of anybody that was more qualified to write such a book to his Hebrew brethren as the Apostle Paul was. Here was a man that had been trained up uh, by, by the rabbis of his day. Uh, he had been steeped in the Old Testament law. Uh, a Pharisee, uh, so he knew the things of the law and understood and understood them. And when God called him by His grace to be an apostle, uh, all of these things, all this knowledge that he had uh, through his studies at the feet of Gamaliel, all those years and being trained as a Pharisee, all those years, the, the knowledge of the law, all of that suddenly kicked into place with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so that's you know you, when we look at, the, at a fellow like him as an example. 
people. Uh, that's the reason it's so important. Whatever age you are, uh, whatever age we are today, uh, it's important for us to study the Word of God because the time may come when all the pieces begin to come together uh, or maybe, uh, you know, even we're looking at someone and saying, well, <clears throat> should we preach and teach to this person, you know, uh, have they already been born of the Spirit of God? doesn't matter. Uh, our job is to preach the Word of God uh, and let it let it fall where it will. Uh, and, uh, you know, some will fall on good ground, some will fall on stony ground and so forth. But our job is just to sow the seed, preach the Word of God and let it fall where it, fall where it will. And the time may come. You know, I, I look at some of these little children out here and in many of their, their hearts and minds. Many of them may have been like the, uh, uh, may have been like the, uh, uh, like John the Baptist. They may have been born of the Spirit of God while they were still in their mother's wombs. I don't know. Uh, I can see a lot of times the love and the care and the compassion in the little children. Uh, but it, regardless of all these things, our job is just to teach them the Word of God. And when the time comes, whatever that time may be in their lives, suddenly maybe that the things that they've heard, all the little songs they've heard sung over the years, uh, uh, all, all the things that they've heard preached and taught about, maybe some of those things all begin to come together and click for them. And by the grace of God, then uh, then we've got another another uh, soldier on the road working and, and, and laboring here in the kingdom of God for us. So uh, it's important, you know, that uh, uh, and a lot of times when we think they're not listening, they're listening. Now they're hearing they're hearing the things that are said uh, from God's word. So uh, the, uh, as, there, as the writer was talking about here, he's writing to his Hebrew brethren and he's trying to persuade them that this man that had come in recent times, Jesus Christ, was the Messiah that he was the fulfillment of all the Old Testament law, that he was the fulfillment of the very things that they had uh, been looking for, longing for, desiring all these years, that this was the guy. You know, you're the man. He's, he's the man. He's the man that they've been looking for all these years. Uh, and suddenly he's come. So he begins this discussion out uh, by telling them that God, who at sundry times, various times, and in divers' manners, spake in times past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son. Uh, uh, whom he hath appointed the heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. Now, he's just framed a whole theological uh, discussion here in about two different verses, talking about not only is this son that he sent that's spoken to us, he's spoken to us, and he's also the one by whom the worlds were made. He's just declared him to his Hebrew brethren and said, he is the word of God. Uh, the very things that, uh, that John wrote about in the first chapter of the Gospel of John that we, I'm just going to turn back over there just to reframe your, 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 your memory for just a minute. But he says, in the beginning was the Word, capital W-O-R-D, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, uh, were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. That was made in him was life, and the life, uh, and the life was the light of men. So uh, John framed this word of God as being in the beginning with God, and also being God. And without him was not anything made that was made. Now the writer here in Hebrews comes over and tells us that God used to speak to His people by the prophets, but in these last days He spoken to us by His Son, whom He hath appointed. To Heir, in other words, he's the inheritor of all things, uh, the heir of all things, and by whom also he made the world. He's just declared him to be the Word of God. He's just declared him to be the one that uh, in Genesis chapter 1, when he says, uh, God said, let there be light, and the Word went forth, that he was that Word that created all things that began to happen during those very beginning days. So... And he, then he, then he expands on, verse 3, "...who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person." So not only uh, when we think about the glory of God, and in, in this we think about uh, the Old Testament Hebrews would, and, the, uh, and even the Hebrews of this day and time would have known about the Shekinah glory of God, about that light that was manifest over there in the wilderness... 
when they when God's when God's glory came down upon the temple and it was uh, or the tabernacle in that day and the light of things were were lit up there around the camps of Israel he said he tells us being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power i mean he's power packing here in about three or four verses uh you know the very essence of who this man this son of god this son that has spoken to us recently he's telling us he's the very brightness of his glory he's the express image of his person in other words if you see you know the same thing jesus said when he was here teaching if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am, I am the express image of His person. If you've seen me, you've seen God the Father. Uh, and if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. Uh, all of these things are laid, laid out here. He's the express image of His person, holding all things by the word of His power, uh, when He had by Himself purged our sins. If you don't have that underlined in your Bible, underline that in your Bible and think about what he just said. This is not only the brightness of the coming of the glory of God, the express image of his person. Uh, he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Uh, he's also had, had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Uh, what he just told you is that he purged your sins by himself. He didn't need any help. Uh, he just took care of your sins by his blood, by through the redemption uh, that we talk about it, through Jesus Christ, the atoning work of, of the Lamb of God. This man purged our sins by himself. <clears throat> and not only that, when he got done... He sat down on the right hand. He sat down on the right hand of the throne. I get my right hand right for y'all. Okay. He sat down on the right hand because that was the seat of power. That was the seat of the heir. That was the seat of the successor to be seated on the right hand of the throne of God. And he sat down on that right hand because he had finished the work that God gave him to do, and he was successful in it. Uh, so he sat down there, uh, sat down on the right hand of the throne of God, uh, of, the, uh, of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels. Now, I, I, you know, as I, as I read this and without going back and going doing some type, type of historical study, you know, on what the Hebrews were maybe into at that time, but you get the idea <laughs> that somewhere along the way they had gotten into where they were uh, worshiping or looking more to angels than what they they should have been and so he says he was made so much better than the angels as uh, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they he had a he had a better name there's uh, no other name and under heaven and earth by which a man must be saved than the name of jesus christ our lord it wasn't by michael it wasn't by Gabriel. <laughs> it wasn't by any other of the, of, the, of the exalted angels that might be out there. This was the man. This was the man, the one. Uh, over the last couple of Sundays, I preached a, a couple of different sermons about how Jesus Christ uh, was our all in all. Uh, he's the first, our last, our everything, right? Uh, you know, he, he's, he's all that we, all that we need. Uh, he's all that we need for our natural life because he blessed us. Uh, if we, if we have natural life, the Bible tells us that the fruit of the womb is the gift of God. And so the, the things that we have, the natural life that we have is a gift from God. The spiritual life that we have is a gift from God. Uh, and cause he had by himself purged us from his sins by himself. Uh, and, and it's so important. Uh, you know, there, there's a portion of Scripture. Uh, there, there's times, you know, that uh, you say, well, why, why do we need to just continue to hear these things? Because we have leaky vessels. Uh, we, ha we have leaky vessels that need to be, that need to be rechecked, need to be refilled. Uh, and I, I think when the Bible tells us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, the reason we're not to do that is because we leak. <laughs> we, we uh, uh, you know, dear, the, 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 the road, you know, the road wears us down and, uh, and, and it wears us out. And it causes, and the, and the bumps and the bangs and the potholes of life uh, cause us to just continually uh, uh, be uh, be leaking. It pushes it out around the edges, whatever else it might do. And and sometimes you can get you can get a blowout, 
and uh, you need to go down to get repaired a little bit, you know. So, so there's, there's time. The road just wears us out, and so uh, we need as much of this as we can get. And we need, to he- we need to hear it again and again and again. So he tells us that uh, he was made so much better than the angels for uh, as, uh, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son. Well, I can tell you none of them. <laughs> Not a single one. The only begotten son of the Father, Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And again, uh, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now, if you have a good reference Bible, what you ought to do, as the writer is saying these things, he's actually giving quotations from the Old Testament Scriptures. Uh, so you can you can follow some of those out if you if you want to uh, uh, and, and through through various references. He's, uh, my my Bible talks about Psalm uh, two two and seven, Second uh, Samuel seven fourteen, and you can go follow some of those scriptures out over there, and you'll find the writer here is writing and quoting Old Testament scripture because he knows his audience. Uh, it's important for us, you know, when I when I'm up here preaching to you on a Sunday morning, you know, it's important to to know. Something about the, the needs and the cares and so forth. Paul, Paul writing to the, his Hebrew brethren, he knew his audience. He knew exactly who he was writing to. He didn't quote, he didn't quote Old Testament scripture, just a random thought somewhere in his mind. He was getting, he was making the point to them uh, that this one that was spoken of in the Old Testament scriptures is the same one that has recently appeared to you and has uh, uh, by himself purged your sins and sat down on the right hand of the Father. And he's better than angels. Uh, he's uh, he's got a, he's got a better name. There's not another name, another not an angel out there that uh, uh, that the father said, uh, "This is my son. Uh, this day have I begotten thee." And again unto him, I to, to I will be a father, be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth that first, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, "And let all the angels of God." Worship him. Now, uh, I don't know. I know you do remember. How many times have you heard the, uh, the, the story about the birth of our Lord? And we see that there were shepherds abiding in fields by night. Uh, and the, the host of heaven began to sing. The angels of God began to sing out uh, uh, and, and praise him and glorify him uh, and by, uh, by their singing there to those, uh, those shepherds that night. He tells us here, and again, when he bringeth in that first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And they did. The <laughs> uh, great host of heaven. And, uh, and, the, and of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a, a, a flame of fire? Now, he repeats this again. He's again quoting from Old Testament scripture here, uh, but he's telling us the angels of God are ministering spirits. Uh, is is the essence of what he's talking about here. And so we go back and we look uh, at all the different places where angels appeared. Uh, uh, if, if we did, we'd go back and we'd look and see the messages that they delivered over time. They were ministering to God's people all down through the ages. We go back and we see that uh, uh, the Lord himself and a couple of angels appeared uh, uh, to, uh, to Abraham in his day. And they sat down and they had supper with Abraham. Uh, and when the time came for them to part, the angels went on down to Sodom and Gomorrah because they were ministering to Lot down there and to his family to deliver them out of that great and terrible uh, uh, destruction that was about to come upon that place uh, uh, because their sin had come up before the Lord. And he says, Of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels, men, angels, uh, spirits, and his ministers a, a flame of fire, but unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God. So now you see he's drawing a contrast again between the angels and his son. Uh, the angels, he said, he maketh his angels ministry of uh, uh, spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. And unto, unto the son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Uh, so to the angels, he says, they're, they're ministering spirits. They're ministers. Uh, they're spirits uh, uh, a flaming fire and so forth. Uh, but to the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God. Notice he says, thy throne, O God. Not thy throne, O Son. Uh, but thy throne, O God, uh, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved, thy, thy, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Uh, 
this son, this throne, this one whose throne uh, he's going to be seated upon. He says he has loved a righteousness. And hated iniquity, that means sin. Uh, therefore God, even thy God, hath appointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You know, uh, uh, th- this, this Son of God became the Son of Man. And even in that, he was appointed above his fellows. Uh, as he as he came here, and he was anointed with all of, of gladness above his fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast and thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. All these things that God, uh, you know, and I think that's we talk about that. You, you hear it said, I say it. Uh, y'all think about it maybe from time to time, and we all know it to to a certain extent uh, that uh, the things that we have, uh, whatever they are, are going to perish. Uh, uh, our lands, our our homes, our lives, uh, our bodies. Uh, it's 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 all going to perish. Uh, some of some of the you know I, I looked and we got some of the, especially Brody and Sebastian and Maitland and some of them out there and some of the younger folks here you know the uh, body's going to perish. Uh, yeah, uh, just might take a little longer for you guys uh, than it will for some of us. But these bodies are going going away. These these things are going to perish. And so when you hear us talk about you know over time the the the, the essence one of the things of the the Bible message is. Don't get too bound to the things of the earth. Why? Because they're going away. Uh, and not only that, but ultimately this whole earth is going to go away. Uh, the heavens and the earth, God's going to take it as he goes on and says, it's going to wax old like a garment. He's going to take it like a vesture. He's going to fold it up one of these days. You know, the, uh, the, the, the scientists talk about that they've looked out there, you know, and their, their theories of looking at things, and they see the ever-expanding universe, but they, they admit one of these days this thing's going to collapse. Uh, and, and, uh, and suck back into uh, into a small place and, and be destroyed. Now they don't know when that's going to happen, and I don't know when it's going to happen. But I know the things that the things that they think are going to cause it are probably totally totally off in, in some respects. Uh, uh, but God is going to be the ultimate cause of all these things. He was the cause of the creation. His word created all these things. And one of these days. Uh, not that God works outside the laws of nature, but he can. Uh, but one of these days, he's going to say, that's it. Uh, and he's going to fold it up, close it up. It's going to going to suck back down to nothing. It's going to burn up. That's going to be the end of it. Now, uh, scientists sometimes get a little glimpse of some of these things, but they don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. And I don't quite, but so there's a lot of things you have to say. By faith, I understand the world's reframed by the word of God. And by, the, by faith, I understand that he's going to close all these things up one of these days. Uh, and it would be easy for me right now to turn over. Maybe, maybe I will at some point in time. You know, but there's things that God tells us to be looking for. There's things that we ought to be on alert for uh, because the time's going to come uh, when he's going to come back again and he hasn't left us totally ignorant. We don't know the day and the hour. In fact, the day and the hour aren't known to the angels. Even the angels don't know the day and the hour and the time when he's going to return again. Uh, it's known only to himself. <clears throat> you know, there, there's pro- we could probably I could probably sit here and, and talk about, it, but there's all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a time when the angels were deceived, or at least a portion of the angels were deceived, uh, and they, they fail and so forth. Uh, so God keeps this one to himself. There was a time appointed for the Son of God to come. He knew, he knew the time. He had given some revelation of that through Daniel to the time, about the time when the Son of God was going to come the first time. But he's going to come back again, and the day and the hour is known to him and him alone, and uh, he's going to bring it, bring it about. So anyway, he tells us here, uh, Thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth. The heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish. Uh, even the things that God spoke into existence, the heavens, the earth, all these things shall perish, and but thou remainest. God is going to remain. Uh, and, and when we think about one, one thing, when the Bible tells us over and over again that we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Uh, heard, some, heard some preaching this weekend talking about how we died in Christ. 
We were raised up into Christ. Raised up in Christ. We're going to live in Christ. And so we think about all of those things. The heavens, the earth, all these things are going to perish. God's going to remain. We'll remain with him because we're in him. Okay? And so he, he tells us, Thou shall perish, and, uh, they shall perish, but thou remainest. They, they shall all wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture thou shalt fold them up. They shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Boy, can, can you imagine? Uh, and, and that's one of the great, great things that uh, if we stopped and paused even on that portion of Scripture for a minute, some of the great things that are revealed to us here and some of the things that we should think about from time to time when we hear uh, various messages preached to us, and, and I'll say whether it's something I'm preaching, whether it's something Brother Adam's preaching, or something you hear uh, out somewhere else, okay? And I'll, I'll leave it like that, just out somewhere else. Whatever you might hear, if they teach anything that says God is, do, is doing things differently today than he did things at another time. In other words, uh, God had one way of doing things in the Old Testament Scriptures. And when I say things, uh, talking about salvation, uh, he had one way of doing it then. He's got another way of doing it now and so forth. Uh, I'll tell you to cause and to pause and to think for just a minute about what you're saying uh, because what you're saying is God examined his first way and decided it wasn't good enough, uh, that he probably made a mistake along the way, uh, and now he had to correct it and change it, uh, uh, but the Bible tells us that God does not change. Uh, And so he he tells us here uh, uh, that as a vesture thou shalt fold them up, they shall be changed, but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail. God does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, we go to, go to the book of Malachi. He tells us over there, the sons of Jacob are not, not consumed because God is the same. God who does not change. Uh, and so he tells us that again here. Thy years shall not fail. Uh, you and I... Uh, uh, how many of how many of y'all? In fact, I know I could probably go through every one of y'all and look at so, something. How many of y'all know a place where there used to be a house, uh, but the house has gotten old? Uh, it's faded. Uh, in some cases, you know where it's rotted uh, and it's fallen down. You might actually know where the foundation still is to that old house, uh, but the house is gone. Uh, it's perished. Uh, and uh, and the same will be true uh, with any place, anywhere, anytime. Even the, even the great pyramids are not the same today as they once were. Uh, they don't have the same glory, the same honor, uh, the same shininess, the same finish. Because over time, everything's just kind of began to fade away. Some things may last a little longer than others because of how they were built. Uh, and then some of us, uh, you know, some things like us and our vessels just kind of fade away. They get bald, they turn gray, they get wrinkled, uh, and everything just kind of kind of falls apart. Uh, you know, I, I told told somebody the other day. I said, you know, there, there's interesting. You know, you get I, I get to my age these days, and I get to the thinking uh, about certain things and observing certain things uh, of people and their age and how they do. And I'm thinking, hmm. They ain't long left, you know. The, you know, things are going to. There's going to reach a point where it's going to going to decay about as fast. You know, these little kids. We look at these little young ones here, and we we marvel. And we say, "Look at how they grow, boy! That that one has shot up. This one has changed. Boy, it's just happened like this." And so, when we're young, when they're young, we're 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 amazed by it. But at the same time, we're all like, "Yeah," but you know, when you get old, suddenly it happens in reverse. All, all, sudden, uh, all of a sudden, the decay happens, and we say, boy, he looks a lot worse than he did a year ago. Uh, boy, that, that guy's really gone down in the last year, two years, three years, five years. Uh, while, the, while the young ones over the first five years, ten years, we say, man, look how they're growing. Look how they're changing. They're getting uh, growing up. And then uh, we get, they get old, and you're saying, oh, boy, they're really growing down, and they're getting humped over and stooped over. Uh, the change happens in reverse because... These old vessels perish. But God doesn't change. Thy years shall not fail. His years, his years don't fail. He's the same as he was all the way back 
through whatever. He's he's just the same. You know the song we sing. He's just the same today. <laughs> well, he's just the same today. And uh, his years do not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, "Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool"? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So the angels are to be our ministering spirits. For God's chosen people, uh, the heirs of salvation. Therefore, when we see that, we ought to pay attention. Well, when we see stickers, we ought to pay attention to. But anyway, uh, uh, therefore, uh, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, if you go over into your middle reference, if you've got a if you've got a good Bible, I hope you got a good Bible. If you go over into your middle column reference at this point, uh, it'll tell you that word, that phrase. Let them slip means run out as a as leaking vessels. <clears throat> there we are. Give the earnest heed to the things that you've heard. Why? Because things tend to slip away. Uh, they slip away in a lot of different ways. You know, if we turn over to if we turn over to First Corinthians <clears throat> chapter fifteen, uh, there, there's a the, the apostle Paul didn't say the same thing, but here here he's talking in the fifteenth chapter of First Corinthians. He's talking about the resurrection. Well, as he's talking about the resurrection, he says, "Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you've received, and wherein you stand, and by which ye are saved, if you keep." In memory, what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. There's a salvation that we have in this world uh, by keeping some things in memory that we've heard. Therefore, we ought to give the most er- more earnest heed to these things, lest they slip away. Why? Well, how many of you, uh, you know, the, some of the young folks here say, well, that doesn't ever happen to me. But it might, okay, uh, somewhere along the way. If it hasn't happened now, it probably will some point in time. And y'all could be sitting 20 years from now when I'm dead and gone or something, and y'all say, you know, Brother Charles said that one time uh, about uh, that there would come a time where you'd say, somebody say, what's, uh, what's old so-and-so, what's that guy's name? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, what's his name? I, I don't know right now. It slipped away. It slipped away from my memory. Maybe I'm looking at something and suddenly I can't think of what it is, what it's called, where it is, what it does. <laughs> something along the way. Somehow, or other, things just sometimes slip. I've I've uh, I've had a little bit of fun about things with with names uh, because what I do sometimes it, and I tell them it's like these days people don't even know what a Rolodex is. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> you know, back before you had your contacts list, uh, people actually had their contacts written down on a sheet of paper, and they were on this little roll that you could roll through by alphabet and actually find them. Uh, uh, but what, I, what I've discovered with myself is, you know, is I, I know too many Davids, or maybe I know too many Rays. And so when I get up to somebody, I'm like, hey, David. Uh, and then somebody says, what's David's last name? I'm like, oh. Well, there's David, um, and there's this David, and there's that, and uh, but I'm not sure what this David's last name is, you know. So, so you, too many Davids for me to sort through and come up with the correct. I, but I might come up with a, a last name for a David, but I know it's not the one standing in front of me. Y- y'all ever have? Maybe y'all don't have that problem. Uh, but you know, uh, sometimes the mind just gets cluttered up over over time, and some things leak out. <clears throat> y'all ever had ladies ladies cooking with? Uh, uh, you know, cooking a casserole or something. Have you ever overfilled the pot? <clears throat> and it leaked out, you know, it kind of spewed out around the edges somewhere along the way and got on the stove or got in the oven, something like it. Sometimes things just leak out. That's the way it is a lot of times with us is uh, sometimes we get overloaded, but sometimes we just let, we just through neglect, 
let things slip away from us. The Apostle Paul here says, Brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you've received and wherein you stand, and by which also <clears throat> by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory the things, <clears throat> keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So <clears throat> there's a salvation for you and me, a deliverance that comes for you and me right while we're living here, if we keep some things in memory. Uh, we're not talking about the keeping in memory. Uh, I'll tell you this, you know, the fact that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross, keeping that in memory uh, is a great salvation to me and to me right here while I live in this time. There's also other things that if I keep in memory, if I keep in memory the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the fact that he was raised up for my sins, uh, that he's seated on the right hand of the throne of God, that this world is not my home, that delivers me or saves me from a lot of heartache, a lot of uh, 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 anxiety, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of times just knowing, boy, I don't have to put up with this forever. I don't, you know, there's a time, there's time coming when, uh, when all the, when all the uh, heartaches, all the toil, all the pain, all the frustration, uh, all the sickness, all the death, uh, all the, all the phone calls, all the telemarketers, all of that's going to be done away with one of these days. Uh, the phone won't ring. I won't get some message from some number I don't know anymore. All of that will be done away with. It will be swallowed up in victory. Uh, because we're going home to be with our Lord. So he tells us here, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things uh, to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, uh, he goes on and follows that up. I, I could go ahead and preach to you the book of Hebrews, you know, probably uh, somewhere along these lines. But one of the things that he t- tells us, uh, if we skipped over to the third chapter here this morning... Uh, He's talking about how the children of Israel uh, were, were, you know, were with Moses in the wilderness, and Moses had been giving them the law, the angels, the ministering spirits, the host of heaven. Well, I, I, the more I've studied some of this in recent years, I've gotten, you know, there's a pretty picture in there of what happened at Mount Sinai. You know, we get sometimes we think about the thunder and the lightning and all those things that were going on there and Moses going up on the mountain and being gone for 40 days. Uh, but when we think about that law being given, there's a picture over there of all the host of heaven. I think all the angels of God being there as those, as those laws were delivered to, to God's people. And so there was this great heavenly host and the lightnings and the thunders and God uh, there uh, himself in, in the presence of Moses and, and, the, uh, and the people uh, thundering out his voice down to them and speaking to them and God's host there with them. And so he tells us here in this third chapter of the book of Hebrews, uh, <clears throat> talking about the children of Israel, talking about Moses being faithful and so forth, and Jesus Christ also being faithful in his house. Now, you want to, we may get there. I've skipped across a lot of land just to get to to a point uh, to to all this. Uh, But but you go through and you read uh, the rest of chapter 2. And into chapter 1, and we talk about how Jesus Christ was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. This man, this one who was the only son who's seated on the right hand of the throne of God, this one who had a name that's better than angels because he was the only begotten of the Father, he was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death that he might suffer death for every man. Oh, and so uh, he goes on and then talks about how Moses was faithful in all of his house. And then Jesus Christ was faithful in all of his house. Uh, you know, there's an implication there, which I think is more than an implication. But, it go, but it's talking about the fact, Mo, who, what was Moses' house? You're thinking, oh, Brother Charles asking trick questions. Moses' house was the house of Israel. He was part of the family of Jacob, who was Israel, and Moses was faithful in all of his house. But it goes on and tells us Jesus was faithful in all of his house. Uh, so he's talking about households. He's talking about families. He's talking about uh, who, who his family was. Jesus had a family, uh, and Jesus was faithful to all of his family, okay? And he, and he says, uh, uh, Christ, but Christ, verse 6, But Christ is a son over his own house, whose house we are... Uh, 
whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope uh, firm to the end? So uh, <clears throat> there for all those that want to take that verse and say, well, see, you got to hold on firm to the end or you're not actually part of that household. I'm talking about, I think it's talking about how we live here being a part of that household today. Uh, but he says, wherefore is the Holy Ghost saith today? Today, if you will hear his voice. Moses was faithful in all of his household. Some of his household wasn't quite so faithful. Uh, right? Some of, so, and, but Moses talked to his house. Now, the fact that they weren't faithful there in the wilderness does not mean they were not a part of Israel's household anymore. But they didn't, but they didn't take heed. Pay attention to what I'm saying. They didn't take heed to what Moses said. Moses told them a time and time and time again, here's the commandments of God. And all the people said, Amen. We shall do what God has commanded us to do. Uh, but they didn't take heed to what they said and what they heard. See, there's a big difference in you sitting here this morning and saying, I went to church this morning. Uh, I heard a message. Brother Charles was talking this morning about getting not letting things slip away. We're like old tires. We just leak out all the time. I, I remember that. This week, are you going to take heed to what I'm telling you? There's, there's, there's where, give the more earnest heed. Take, pay attention to these things. Why? Because you're leaky vessels. And, and the children of Israel were an example of that leaky vessel. They heard the law. They heard God thunder from on high. They saw the host of heaven. They saw Moses come down and, and, uh, and, and light it up. His face was lighted up from being in the presence of God. They saw that they heard the commandments there that were being said. And it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works 40 years wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their hearts and they have not known my ways so I swear in my wrath they shall not enter my rest take heed to the things that you've heard why they heard the same, they heard the commandments of God uh and what did, they, what did they do? Well, we could go back, uh, Brother Adam and us, and those of us have been together on Wednesday nights, been studying through the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, uh, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, uh, and, and now Deuteronomy and so forth. And, and as we went through some of those various stories over there that are especially there in the book of Numbers, and Brother Adam was saying the other night, he was concerned about going through Numbers uh, and talking about some of those things. But some of the great stories that are in Numbers about how uh, those people over there and uh, uh, how they rebelled against God, how they rebelled against Moses. And we have, le we have lessons over there where God sent fiery serpents among them. And we have lessons over there where the earth opened up and swallowed a, a, up a, a family because they rebelled against Moses and against God and against the people that were there. <clears throat> Take the more earnest heed to the things that you've heard. Why? Uh, so, so he tells. So he goes on for. Well, let's go back over there. I'll read now. Go back to chapter two of Hebrews for just a minute. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, <clears throat> where was the word spoken by angels? It had to be back over there at Mount Sinai, right? Uh, that's where the heavenly host were gathered together. Uh, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How shall we escape? We're not talking about going to hell here, folks. We're talking about how are we going to escape the wrath of God uh, and the punishments of God, if we don't take heed to the things that we've heard and the things that we said, how are we going to escape uh, some of the perils of living in an ungodly world? How are we going to escape uh, from all the perils of living in an uh, ungodly nation, an ungodly uh, place in which we're, you know, we're, we're living? How are we going to escape all this if we don't take the more earnest heed 
the things that we've heard. He says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the, by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the, for we, unto the, for unto the angels hath he not put under... Uh, subjection the world to come whereof we speak and then so forth so you go on and read through the, through those things that are laid out there but going back over here now to Hebrews chapter 3 he tells them don't harden your hearts like the children of Israel did in their day when they provoked God and they saw his wrath that day you know <clears throat> the thing I've all often said and I think this is a good kind of caution to all of us is we take heed the more earnest heed to the things we've heard you know God was merciful to those people. They would provoked him a number of times. They provoked, they provoked him about water. They provoked him about food. They provoked him about Moses. They provoked him about the on and on. They provoked him about, uh, uh, you know, rebelling against him and God sending the serpents in above him. All of these things they did, they, they were provoking God. But finally, when they, got to the, when they got to the point they were supposed to enter into Canaan's land, <clears throat> God said, one provo- provocation too many. Uh, and so God was very merciful to those people, but there came a time where God said, no, that's it. Uh, you know, and, and if any of you are parents, or maybe you've been around parents, or maybe you've observed parents, uh, uh, I'll guarantee the young parents sitting here today, uh, there's a time when you said, well, okay, that's, that's okay. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything this time, or maybe I'll say, "Well, don't do that again." But there comes a time where you say, "That's it. I've had enough," and that's what God did. That's exactly what God did here in the wilderness with the children of Israel. He said, "That's it. You didn't." And what was what was their great sin that they that they they failed to do? They didn't believe God. So. Why should we take the more earnest heed to the things that we've heard? Because believing God is important to us. And I'm not talking about believing in God. I'm talking about believing God. Uh, so he goes on and says, For he swear in his wrath, back to verse 11, chapter 3 of Hebrews. So he swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Why should we take heed? Because things slip away from us. Uh, you know, we get careless. We get lazy. Okay? I mean, I'll just talk, we'll go back to a car example again for a minute. How many of you, when you're driving, sometimes, I did this yesterday. Uh, I, I pulled up to a stop sign. Uh, I'm fairly certain I looked both ways and pulled out. Okay? And and there wasn't anything coming. I'm I'm like I about got hit or something. Okay, but then but then as I'm pulling out, uh, pull out, and then I then I glance up in my rearview mirror, and a good little ways away from it, it wasn't like it was up on my bumper, but there was a vehicle back there, and I'm and so then I'm then I'm questioning myself, did I really look down to my right like I should have? Because if I had, would I have seen that vehicle that suddenly was back there in my you know? couple hundred yards behind me, but it, would I have... Did I, so did I really look out? Did I really take heed to what I was looking at? Okay? Do you, do you, get, the, do you get the lesson? Sometimes we get careless. We get lazy uh, in, our, in our dealings. And we get careless and lazy as, and lazy as children of God. We're out riding the roads. Our, 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 vec, our vessels are leaking. Uh, maybe they're leaking air on our tires. Maybe they're leaking oil out the engine. Maybe it's leaking brake fluid somewhere. But we get, and then then we're the drivers, and we got these the leaky vessels that we're in, and then we get careless in how we deal with the with the dangers of the road. Uh, and the next thing you know, we get we get into we get into an accident because we're not really we're looking. Like I said, I'm fairly certain I looked to the right, but I also, when I when I looked in the rearview mirror, didn't remember seeing that vehicle down to my right before I pulled out. So, did I really look? And the question is, was I taking heed to what I was paying to what I should have been paying attention to out there on the road? Take heed, brethren, 
lest there be in any of you uh, an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. See, we got, we got a problem that's trying to wear down these old, old vessels of ours, and it's, uh, it's sin. Sin's eventually going to wear us down to death, by the way. But sin along the way also can be, deceit, can be deceitful to us. It can tempt us, try us. Uh, even, even those of us that are trying to serve and follow our God to the best we can, Paul and all the other people that warned the children of Israel and the modern-day New Testament church, they would, they would not have said, don't be deceived if it wasn't possible for you and me to be deceived. Uh, if it, you know, uh, so, so the warnings are given to us over and over and over again. Be careful. Take heed. See what's going on. Give the more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Uh, you say, well, I was, li- I was giving heed to some things I heard, but I heard it from my friends down the road and I heard it from my friends down the street. Uh, taking heed to the wrong thing. Okay? Take the more earnest heed to the things you've heard from the Word of God. Take the more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Uh, if, the preacher, if the preacher's been giving a good message... Take the more earnest heed to those things because they're giving you warnings for the road that you're on, for the travel that you're in, recognizing that we all get slippery at times. You know, the, the Bible talks about, over in the uh, Old Testament, there's a place where he talks about broken cisterns and not putting water. You can't put water in a broken cistern. Well, you know, if our cisterns are cracked and they're leaking, uh, we're going to keep putting water in them. And I'll tell you, as we're going through this old world, the gospel message is important to us. It'll save us if we keep things in memory. Save us out here in this old world that we're living in. And so give the more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Take heed to these things. We may go through at some point in time. won't do it today. Uh, maybe we'll go through and just take a look at all the things that Jesus and the Apostle Paul, and then we might venture back into the Old Testament, but we might take a look at the things they told us to take heed to. Uh, there's things that we ought to take heed to. So go back and look, we'll go back and look at that. Y'all can be studying that in the meantime. But let's think about for a little while, what should we be taking heed to? Uh, well, one thing is take heed to the things you've heard and that you've uh, heard from the Word of God. May God bless you this week. Uh, and as your vessel gets leaky, get your Bible out. Uh, find, you, find you a good uh, message uh, uh, that somebody's got recorded. Uh, you've got, we've got all kinds of things these days from, uh, uh, you know, MP3 players to whatever else, uh, things in your car, things in, in where you're going. Plug them in, listen to them. Keep your, keep your vessel pumped up. May God bless you is our prayer.